Hello everyone, welcome to God's Internet Church Podcast, episode 96. I am your host, Pastor Ron Weaver, and I count it an honor and privilege to be here to share with you what God's put on my heart this week. And as you know, we've been talking about the book of Job and the book of Job's trials. And we ended with Job chapter 20 and part of 21. But to make things even, you know, since it was over the weekend, we're just going to continue to go to book, the first book of, the first part of this podcast, I mean, of this chapter 21, and redo it over. Um, As we know, last time we, with Job, his friends were trying to tell him that evil people don't last long, they get punished, and... They die, and they're they don't get no kids and no successfulness and and all kinds of stuff they were loading and basically the same stuff that they were giving them all the way through this book. Am I right? We also learned that Job wanted this to be recorded, and he had someone write it down, and this is why we got the book of Job. So what we're going to do now, we're going to pick up, after we do our opening prayer, in Job chapter 21. And we're going to break it down to different sections. And I do apologize. I try to read as good as possible. I have some kind of infection in my eye. I don't know exactly what it is. Don't know if it's sinuses, an uh, allergy, or what. But I've been having problems for a few days now, and so we're going to. It started right Thursday, right? Right, shortly right after we did the podcast, last podcast, and um, the last two services of God's Internet Church had to be put reruns on because. I had no one to fill in, so we're going to try to do our best here today to do this live. Um, I mean pre-taped for you guys, so we're going to pray and then get into Job chapter 21. So let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we ask you to right now to take a call of seven altars and anoint these slips of clay. I just ask you right now, Lord, to let these be your words and not my words. We ask you in Jesus' name, amen. Now, that last speech that I was just talking about was from Zopar, and it's his last speech to Job. And what we're going to do here is take Job chapter 21, like I said, into some uh, you know broke down and the first section we're going to look at is Job chapter 1 1 through 6 alright and it says Job replied he said if you listen carefully to my words then you will comfort me listen carefully while I speak do not insult me before I have finished my speech I am not complaining to any man. I am complaining to God. So I am right to be unhappy. My situation will astonish you. When you have heard 
my speech you will not want to say anything wherever I think about these things I am afraid I'm terrified because of my fear so basically Job's telling him here stop interrupting me listen to me then you will understand why I feel I'm not this evil man that you say I am and I'm not complaining about you. I'm not complaining about the situation. I'm complaining about God. Now, let me tell you something, saints. A lot of people say you shouldn't complain about God. But let me tell you something. God has got big shoulders. And God wants you to come to Him when you're happy, when you're sad, when you think He's not treating you right. And when he thinks, when you think you're not being treated right, and when you think things need to be changed, so Job here feels that he's lived a life that he could best that he could for God, and he doesn't understand why he's being punished, and he doesn't understand why these three friends are even punishing him more. And he says, when he thinks about this stuff, it does terrify him. But it needs to be brung out in the opening. So he's basically telling his friends, just, just be quiet and listen to me. And then you'll hear my whole speech. Now, we do know when Zopar, Zapra, and Bildad talk, Job's quiet all the way through, right? He, don't, he waits until the end. But these guys interrupt, try to interrupt Job of what he's talking about. So he's basically now telling them, be quiet and listen to me. Now, verses 7 through 16, let's read it. It says, wicked people do live lives. They grow old, they become powerful. They see that their children are successful. Their houses of the wicked people are safe. They are not afraid God does not punish them. Their animals mate, their cows give birth without problems. Now the wicked people have many The wicked people have many children, and little children dance. And our children enjoy music. Children enjoy musical instruments like the harp and tambourine and fruit. So wicked people have good lives, and good people die without pain. Want to obey the laws. We do not care about... They, they say they do not care about God. We do not want to serve him they say if we pray we gain nothing they say but they are not deserved to be successful that is why I refuse to obey wicked man's advice now Job is kind of commenting here that because Zophar said in the last speech that wicked people are not successful. Well, let me tell you something, saints. 
wicked people are successful. There's wicked people out there that runs Fortune 500 companies. And it was out there being run off the backs of people that don't get credit for it. There's wicked people out there that are successful in their drug dealing. There's wicked people out there that are successful in human trafficking. But let me tell you something, saints. What Job ain't realizing here, he said they don't get punished. Eventually, eventually, people get punished. They might be successful, but eventually they're going to make a mistake or someone in their organization is going to make a mistake. And it's going to come at a price. And him, or her, and their family are going to be the ones to pay that price. Now, it might be a whole lifetime before they get caught. But God will eventually pull that leash back and cause them to fall and get caught. See, God sees and sees all and knows all. Okay? But wicked people are successful just like human, just like good people are successful. And you might be saying, what well, Pastor Ron, good people get caught. That's because a good person might try to do something after they see all this good happening in their lives the, the government or whatever it is and then they see this it, call, it catches their attention because they've been good okay but evil people you know they kept seeing it through the years and it didn't really mark them until it got bad enough where they had to gank them. And sometimes you gotta let a wicked person go to the part before you yank it to arrest them. Okay? Because you want it to stick. So wicked people do suffer in the end. And if they don't suffer here on earth and say they don't get caught, God didn't forget about them. When they close their eyes in death, they're in hell. And they're in hell burning. Right? Okay. Now. Let's look at verses 17 to 26. And it says. But the wicked people do not offer suffer. Often suffer. Yes they do. But their evil deeds. God does not often punish them. Now I know I just covered that. You know, God does punish and offer suffering. Alright? So let's look at verses 27 to 34. It says, I already know your reply. I know the ideals that you plot against me. You will say they are no successful man or evil. You cannot find such a man. But I have spoken to the traveler I have heard reports they are e they that evil men do suffer troubles when nobody accuses the evil man nobody's deeds even when he dies men guard his grave these graves possession at his funeral and even the grave seem to be pleasant place 
So your nonsense cannot comfort me. And your answers are wrong. So he said they do suffer, but sometimes the evil do get away with things. Okay? So what have we learned here? And this is a very short thing here. It's basically this. He's telling his friends, hey, be quiet. It's nonsense. Sometimes evil people get away with most of their lifetimes. And some and they don't get punished. That's basically what he's saying. But see, but what Job don't know here is that when they die, there is a place that they go and they suffer torment. And that is hell. So let me tell you something, saints. If you think you're not getting a fair shot here on earth, if you think people are getting away with sins in their lives, fornication, um, premarital sex, stealing from their boss, um, robbing people, um, this or that, if they don't repent, the minute they die, they go to shell, Hades, or they go to hell, and they are, they are punished. Because the Bible tells us of a, of a story in the New Testament about a guy that had many wealth, a lot of wealth, and he died. And he said he got so thirsty and from his torment that he asked Abraham to, 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 to cross some water from the other side. Because at this time, this is before Jesus died. And he saw the good people of Shell Hades, of the ones that live for God, like Job, were on one side and the evil people were on the other side. And the evil people are still down there. Jesus, when he was resurrected from the grave, went down when he died freed all these people that were good, took them to heaven. But let me tell you something, saints. Those evil people are still down there in torment. And eventually they're going to be transferred from there transferred from there to hell. And they're even going to have more torment. And the reason I said this, because when he asked Abraham to stretch across the Goth of the good section of Shell Hades and the bad section of Shell Hades. He said, just give me a drop of water to put in my, my mouth. That's how thirsty and tormenting I am. And Abraham I said, I can't. We can't cross the barrier. And, it's, and it also tormented this guy. Let go send somebody from there for me to tell my brothers not to live the way I lived. And they're saying, we can't. So they're living with remorse. And now they're watching their families that they taught to be this way live in remorse. And it's, it's hurting them. Do I sound about right there? Let me tell you something, saints. Never think that the evil of this world, the evil people of this world, or the bad people of this world won't get punished. If they don't get punished till they will get punished in hell. And that's why it's important for us Christians to live the best life we can 
to try to save these people. Wait a minute, Pastor Ron. You want me to save these people that are evil? That's what God wants you to do. He wants you to be a light, a barrier in this world. And he wants you to set an example. He wants you to witness to people your life and witness to people as he's asking you to witness to. And what does that mean here, saints? That means we all have a mission on this earth where no one on this earth is perfect. We know when Adam and Eve sinned, we were born into sin. And if we are saved, we are saved by grace. Now, now Abraham knew, not Abraham, Job knew about Adam and Eve and what was going on, and there's a form of godliness. But see, one... None of them realize, not even Job, that God is, is the devil, allowing the devil to come against Job to prove the devil wrong. And two, God hasn't revealed all the stuff that we know, okay? And then that's why some people don't think the Old Testament is a prudent book. But this is, because this tells us basically that the devil does go to God. And try to use everything he can to destroy us, even our good friends. And I'm sure Abraham, I'm sure Job thought of Bildad, Zopar, and the other one, whose his name is escaping me right now, were good friends of his when they were living. But when he got attacked by the devil and he lost everything. They basically turned his back on him. Well, in a roundabout way, and called him a sinner. And to repent of something they didn't do. Well, let me tell you something, saints. Just because they think you you did something wrong don't mean that you did. Okay, you know what kind of life you lived. And if you're not being convicted by God for anything, you must be living right with God. Okay? But things do come into our lives. Sometimes to shake us up. Sometimes to bring us closer to God. Sometimes to get us on track with God again because we were running off and starting to be bad. Or sometimes it's the devil attacking us trying to, trying to bring us down. But let me tell you something, saints. Whatever the case may be, God is there and he's going to bring you through. And I think that's a good way to end chapter 21. Next time, tomorrow, we'll be talking about Job chapter 22. Um, my eyes are bothering me right now, so I won't be able to uh, do the benediction uh, blessing that I usually do. But we are going to do... And I'm having trouble reading my eye right now. But we're going to, you guys have got the list, I hope, that listen to God's Internet Church podcast of the ones that we'll go through. And I'm going to try to go through the list real quick by memory. And then we'll pray for them and then we'll close. Let's see. We had James Weaver on there, which is my dad, for an aneurysm on his aorta. My, we have my mom on there, Laura Lee Weaver, for her back. Um, for my cousin Margaret because of the things going on with her with her brother situation needs to be worked out there and for her leg 
be touched and healed. For our friend Lloyd, he's got five stage cancer. Um, for our my friend Paul in Georgia, because of his for his back and for his for his business and for his daughter not to get coronavirus and for him to get back with me even though he don't you know we've got some issues going on where he's not getting back to me and we need him to get back to me and then prayer for uh, my brother-in-law and my wife as they close the estate and everything go the way it's supposed to go for my cousin Sharon and all the things going on in her family and she's got tennis elbows she wants prayer for that for my cousin-in-law to be Justina she has a fatty liver and it's causing her to pass out and she's got a fractured elbow and for my cousin Lori for all the things going on in her life and for my blood pressure it's been some problems going on but after we seen the doctor and he changed some medicines around not changing the doses or take them away just changing a different time of day and it seems like things are working better that way and for my grandma for her eyes and her ears and for her hips to get better as she's 94 so she can have a little bit more happier life than her over her, her golden years and I think that's it so we're going to do a general prayer and I ask you to write these down and pray for them through the week you can pause it rewind it this podcast and write these things down if you haven't can go over the list so I ask you to put your hand on the device and I ask you right now to just be with us as we pray this through. Dear Heavenly Father, we just ask you to be with all these needs, Lord, that were asked. We ask you to be with the ones that need to be healed. We ask you to be with the ones that need to be guided. We ask you to be with the ones that need help. And we just ask you to be with all the listeners today and all the people we're praying for. And let us all band together. And Lord, we ask you to be with my eye, Lord, and whatever's going on, we ask you to touch and heal it. And we ask you all this in Jesus' name. Amen. And if this podcast has been a blessing to you, I would like you guys to mention it to other people. Share it with other people. Because let this podcast not only bless you, but bless others. And help a lost, dying world find Christ. And help current believers find help from the Bible. Even I get encouraged by this podcast and learn from this podcast and I'm the one teaching it because God's leading and that's what we need to do so let help other people with this podcast you're asking how you might be able to work for God that might be way just by sharing this podcast with other people so they can start listening to it and getting the teaching that God wants them to get to but on that note I'm Pastor Ron Weaver for God's Internet Church Podcast saying see you next time for God's Internet Church Podcast tomorrow and have a blessed day